Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Are the Miami Heat better when their backs up? Are, when their backs are up against the wall? What allows the Heat to stay comfortable when things are going bad? And can a guy with a huge head wear a pork pie hat? <laughs> It is Freddie Coleman, Chris Carlin. I'm about that you're taking a shot at me. I no, know I got a huge head. I've got a huge head, and I don't think I can pull off. Freddie has got is Freddie Coleman and Chris Carlin in for Greeny today, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Freddie has got an amazing, amazing collection of hats, and I ask yeah. like I can never know what the style is. You and you've got now? a you've got a navy blue. This is this is not going to be good, Freddie. Like. So what is the style of this hat, technically? It's a fedora. It it's a fedora. It's a fedora. What's the difference between a fedora and a pork pie? A pork pie is more round, where it's, it sits closer to your head. A fedora okay. kind of raises above the head a little bit. Okay, so the, the pork pie would be more of what mm-hmm. Brian Cranston wore as Yes, uh, that's a pork Breaking pie Bad. in Breaking Bad. That's okay. a, yeah, this is more of a fedora. This is a fedora. For some yeah. reason, I had a fedora with a bigger brim in my brain. You know, they can come in different kind of styles. This is kind of like yeah. the, the small brim fedora. You have fedoras that have a little bit larger brim and a little bit a little higher as well. They come in different kind of styles. Let me see it for one sec, but I promise I will not stretch it out. You're not going to stretch it out. Oh, <laughs> You're not going to go on. Where? It, it, yeah. <laughs> it... It, it, yeah, it's not good. It's sitting on top of my head for this audio. Oh, my God. This is. You're not going to stretch it out, though. I'm, Freddie, I'm not pulling down. I'm not going to ruin your hat. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to do the that. The hat didn't cost that much. I got, I got, I got dozens of these. But, but, you, but you understand what a special man it takes to pull off a hat consistently like you do? Well, I do the best I can with, well, you with what I got. Now you Listen, <laughs> you make it happen. And I think you just saw why it doesn't work for me. Those are two very different bald heads. Right? Yes, they are. They but, are. But remember, bald men what, are smarter than average bear. What is your head size? I think seven and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. I think. Bubba, what's your head size? I don't know. Yes, you do. Just say it. I, I don't know. I don't yes, remember. You, don't be Michael K. Michael K. insists that he doesn't have a giant head. Yes. That people think he has a giant head because he has a long head. Michael K. has a giant head. I promise you, if uh-huh. I would remember, I would tell, if I had a hat here, I would tell you what it is. You when was the last time you wore a hat? Uh, I was a big hat yeah, guy, I, actually. Yesterday, I think. Yes. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't memorize what my hat size is, though. I, you just, do you, you own any fitted hats fits? at all? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But you don't know what your... Yep. Okay. Cam, I, what size head are you? Like six? <laughs> With a tiny head? I have a pretty big head. What, what's your I head don't size? I think so. I have no idea. How do people not know what their head size My is? My hair definitely helps. I mean, because yes. you, you, you need it, what, like three times a year? You get a hat, you figure it out, you put it on, you move on. Like, it's not like. Yeah. I guess. I, I, I just know my head is like an eight and a quarter. It really? It's huge. That is pretty It is big. north of eight. I it don't is, think really. Was, yes, you you said pinky in the brain earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Think, that think a, the brain. That wasn't a shot at you, by the no, way. No, I know like it that. wasn't. But I'm telling you, myself, my head is massive. <laughs> really? So you just saw how you're, you're seven and a quarter. <laughs> see, it it see, didn't even fit. Like you, see, it was like I was putting that on a hook. See, I blame Bubba for this because if he told us his hat size. We wouldn't have these kind yeah. of problems. But he and Cam don't want to share information. They don't want people to get too close to them. 
That's that generation. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you just put Bubba and I in the same generation? Yes, we did. Yes, we, are we did. Thirteen years apart. <laughs> same thing to me. When, when, when you're like my age, you have anybody below fifty, that's the same generation. It's all the same. Yeah, exactly. And 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 how Bubba? How about how how about how insulted Cam was by you being put in the same? He really chair? was. He turned yeah. that mic on real quick. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he, we're not whoa. in the same generation. He, he was feeling here. some sort of way. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> Good done without that. This guy's almost 40. Oh, wow. Just shut up. Really? Just, just shut up. I saw somebody over the weekend who's like, oh, yeah. 27, I'm getting old. Oh, dear God. Oh, but you know, I'm not I, one I, of no, those. No, not no, you, Cam. Not you, somebody Cam. else. Yeah. Somebody else who had their 27, birthday. I'm getting 27. old. 27. See, that's what Please happens. Stop. Oh, Please stop. Anyway, <laughs> game two last night. Miami Heat get one out in Denver. And... Freddie, I was not surprised that they actually did get one in Denver, and especially the fact that it was game two, because I felt all along that the Nuggets were going to be one of those teams where, as much as we had talked about the Heat going on the road and winning a lot of game ones, Mm -hmm. that's something that you have to experience first before you fully understand it and, and see it up close and personal, and you make your adjustments. And that's what happened. And Eric Spolstra and those guys did an amazing job uh, of shutting down uh, Jamal Murray on that front. Part of it is Jimmy Butler, but part of it is not allowing Jokic to pass the ball. Go score your 40. We don't care. We'll die by the thousand, uh, you know, paper cuts, so to speak. You made a point before we got started today, Chris, about how they always seem to be comfortable when it comes to Miami. Yeah, they're comfortable in chaos. Yeah, Yeah. I wonder how much of that is because of where they play. Not so much the city, but the atmosphere. For example, I wonder if this Miami Heat team would have the same kind of success doing what they've been able to do if they played in New York, if they were part of New York Knicks, or the Lakers in Los Angeles, or let's say the Red Sox in Boston, where the fan intensity and the media intensity, that can be a 50-50 thing that you have to deal with as a player and as a coach because somebody's always hounding you. They're throwing their uncomfortable at you so you can't be comfortable. I wonder how much of what you had to say about how they play and how comfortable they, they never seem to be uncomfortable no matter what the situation is. I wonder how much of that is also part of where they play in Miami. Every day is 85 and sunny. Mm. <laughs> People show up to the games. If they watch the game, great. If they don't watch the game, so be it. But because they don't have to worry about that kind of media intensity or fan intensity, if they were the Dolphins, we're having a different conversation. Yeah. If we, they were the Miami Hurricanes of football in a different conversation. But I wonder how much that is because of where they play that they don't feel the heat as much as they did there uh, so, for yeah. the media or the fans. I, I mean, listen, most of the fans just don't pay attention when they're not good. Like, for most of the regular season, they get just checked out. And there's no way they expected this. I mean, for Pete's sake, they're, they're three minutes away from getting knocked out of the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. So all of that... All of this has to feel like gravy. And also, they've had a ton of success over the last several years, so it's nothing that these fans aren't used to. What I thought was really interesting was Michael Malone, after the game, really going after his team's defensive effort. Let's talk about effort. I mean, this is the NBA Finals, and we're talking about effort. That's a huge concern of mine. You know, and you guys thought I was just making up some storyline after game one when I said we didn't play well. We didn't play well. And tonight, you know, that the starting lineup to start the game is 10 to 2 Miami. Start the third quarter. They scored 11 points in two minutes and 10 seconds. And we just got, you know, we had guys out there that were just, whether feeling sorry for themselves for not making shots or thinking they can just turn it on or off. This is not the preseason. This is not the regular season. It's not round. This is the NBA finals. And that to me is really, really perplexing, disappointing. It does make you wonder mm-hmm. when 
first of all, Malone does that all the time with his team. If you're, if you're thinking, oh, wow, he ripped his team, that happens quite a bit. But it does make you wonder what they're going to look like in Game 3 and what kind of adjustments he's going to make because this is not the same coaching disparity as right. we saw against the Celtics. It's never good if you're a player about to feel the venom from your coach when he can get specific. He said 11 points in two and a half minutes. The average coach doesn't know that. They say, hey, they scored 11 points in a two-minute period. He got specific. Hey, guys, they scored 11 points in two minutes and 30 seconds. That's his way of getting their attention to say, if you're not going to pay attention to detail, for damn sure I'm going to. And if you're not going to be out there paying attention to detail, then I'm going to find somebody who's going to do that. And if I have to play guys a little bit longer than guys feeling sorry for themselves, then that's what I'm going to do. That's the one thing when you played that cut, Chris, that's the one thing that jumped out to me because all great coaches, when they can get specific, they use numbers to back that up so their players can't get from underneath it. Michael Malone can go to his team tomorrow and say, why did we give up 11 points in two minutes and 30 seconds? And whatever answer you give is not going to be satisfactory. The last thing you want if you're a player and your coach is calling you out, that he got receipts and he backed that up with numbers. Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I hate to say it, but the Heat are truly at their best when their back is up against the wall. I mean, just look at last series. You go up three games to none, and then you completely let them back mm-hmm. in. Granted, game six was a bit of a fluke, Absolutely. but still, it happened. And it took you getting back to game seven to be back in your comfort zone of yeah. having it all end w- sure. within the span of minutes. But instead, you go and blow a team out on their own home floor. You know who the Heat are sometimes? You remember, you can have a coach that if he has less talent, he can coach better. Mm. But if he has more talent, he doesn't know how to coach it. He doesn't understand it at times, male or female, whatever that is. Miami seems to be the kind of team that when there's prosperity, they don't want it. <laughs> when there's prosperity around, they want prosperity to celebrate being a champion. Yeah. Winning the Eastern Conference Championship, hopefully winning an NBA championship. Any other flowers people want to give them when people, they, were, they got the old attaboys up 3 nothing. Attaboy, you know, putting it on the Celtics. The minute it got to game seven, that's when they were in their element once again. That's when they were in their comfort zone, for lack of a better term. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Can this Heat team actually win a championship? John is up next on ESPN Radio. John, what do you think? Uh, oh, yeah, they could definitely win. What really gets me, Chris, is for the last month, you have been so down on the phrase Heat culture. I'm actually down on the word culture. I'm not down on the heat culture. I actually, last round, was very pro-heat. And I've been, I want the heat to play well in this series as much as I have been a heat hater all along. Right, because Jay Will this morning had to man up and admit he was wrong about the sweep. Will you man up and say that the heat have a puncher's chance of taking this because of what Pat Riley has built there? No, absolutely not. <laughs> He's no, not, he, no he, he, not. I'll tell you right now, speaking, not trying to speak for a grown man, Chris Collin ain't backing down. Mm-mm. <laughs> If he's going to die on that hill, he's dying on that hill. You want me to say they're going to have a puncher's chance? Of course, every, Everybody any does. NBA team would have a puncher's chance. Do the Heat have a realistic chance to win this championship? I no. think they do. I think I, they have a realistic chance. If you had, right now, right. looking at the betting odds. Okay. Okay. And what are they? Think about this. Before this series, 
the Nuggets were a minus 380 favorite. That got up to north of four, right. I believe, right before tip mm-hmm. uh, of game one. Right now, they are a minus 280 favorite. Okay. So there's been a little bit more belief. Mm-hmm. The Heat at plus 230, I honestly think okay. that number's still light. Yeah, it, it, can, it can be light, but here's how I'll contradict that and counter, counter that. We've seen the Heat do this before. We have not seen the Nuggets do this before. And for the first time, not just being in the NBA Finals, Chris, but now it's a 1-1 series, and you have to react to playing after a loss. And your coach has already put out red flags about effort and guys not paying attention to detail and guys feeling sorry for themselves. Normally, you don't hear that from a coach when it's a 1-1 series. And we heard that from Michael Malone after game one when they won and after game two when they lost. That's why those numbers look like that. That's why more than ever, it's not just a puncher's chance to me. They have more than a 50-50 chance for mine to win this series because I've seen what they've been able to do. I want to see if the Denver Nuggets can do the same thing with the 1-1 series. Freddie Coleman, Chris Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. Coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. In moments, we will get into some NFL. One Packer doesn't expect much difference transitioning from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. A clue. He's not drunk when he said it, (laughs) which is a little bit surprising. Plus, your calls. Do the Heat stand a legitimate chance at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. All of it is on the way. Greeny, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Jordan Love's got to have a season. This young quarterback now has to be given some time in order to acclimate himself now that he is the actual starter. You're trying to kind of quell what is obviously going to be heightened expectations, but there's a narrative. And so the post-Aaron Rodgers era begins with Jordan Love. (laughs) Romeo Dobbs saying something pretty interesting. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, joins us. It's Chris Carlin along with Freddie Coleman, in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Here's a quote from Romeo Dobbs. When you go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan, Aaron was a really good quarterback, but I believe Jordan can do the exact same thing. So I don't really see what's the big difference, end quote. Hmm. Now, Jeremy, after you stop laughing, what would your <laughs> reaction be to that? Hey, well, every mic's a hot mic, right? You get, exactly. you, front of you, you get excited, you know, say a few things. You know, he's pumping up his teammate. He's projecting a little bit. I, I don't mind it. I like it. And look, if we're talking, if we're talking athleticism and arm strength to an extent, Jordan Love can hang with Aaron Rodgers a little bit. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. Jordan Love actually would have a tail of the tape edge in a few areas, not many, but a few. Um, but they, look, the Packers are happy with Jordan Love. They saw him turn the corner a little bit behind the scenes last year. Felt like he was ready. How much of this is similar to what Tyreek Hill said when he left Kansas to go to Miami to say, hey, that Tua took him by lower. He's as accurate as a guy that used to throw me passes when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And look, Tyreek Hill backed that up with Tua. Like Tua validated his words in some extent. I know he was hurt, but when he was out there, he was very good. So, you know, you're projecting confidence, but you're also uh, speaking into existence what you think is valid. And so they, they believe uh, Jordan Love, with the right pieces around him, could get it done. He's got probably more weapons than Aaron Rodgers had a year ago. And if the offensive line can hold up and they have those two great running backs, then he might have a winner. He doesn't have to put up huge numbers either. He just has to have command of the offense. That's really their main goal for him. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. Follow him on Twitter, at ESPN with Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman, in for uh, Mr. Greenberg today, um, as we enter into minicamp season, what storylines have your attention right now the most, Jeremy? Ooh, storylines. Well, we got the uh, Chiefs dynasty, apparently, is a thing now. <laughs> uh, you know, can, can they repeat? Uh, how many championships can they actually win? So, the, the, obviously, the free agency uh, action a little bit with Leonard Floyd signing with the Bills. Could have some more movement over the next six weeks. Um, you know, you look at players like Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Justin Houston, Frank Clark, a lot of pass rushers still out there, as we saw with Floyd signing. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook, is he going to be traded? That's a big one. DeAndre Hopkins, of course. So, you know, there'll be some movement just with, with player acquisitions. And the big contracts, I mean, you got Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I expect both those deals to get done at some point, maybe in the mm. next two and a half to three months. Um, but you have teams that are going to have to put up a lot of guaranteed money to get that done. I'm curious if they're willing to do it. One guy that we heard a lot about, Jeremy, that might get extended out of salary cap extenuating circumstances is Dak Prescott. How do you see this playing out with the Cowboys? Well, I believe, and my sense is that the Cowboys are open to it. I don't think there have been any hard and fast negotiations yet. Um, they have plenty of time. They don't have to do it now, certainly, so it would have to be a deal that makes sense for both sides. And 
Dak Prescott, if you saw the first round of negotiations, he's willing to wait it out. You know, he's not going to just take a team-friendly deal two years early. He's willing to bet on himself like he did the first time. We went on the franchise tag, got hurt, and still came back and got a better deal than he ever would have gotten or people thought he would have gotten. So, you know, there was once upon a time the Cowboys probably could have signed him for, you know, around $30 million or low low 30s per year. Instead, he got 40. So, you know, he's, he's probably going to be really patient unless it's a deal that, that is, is really ironclad. Speaking of quarterbacks, boy, it seems that the San Francisco 49ers, they want Purdy. Brock Purdy to be their starting quarterback. They've talked so great about him. And Trey Lance, like, what did I do wrong? Uh, what are you hearing right. about Brock Purdy that looks like that, if they have their way, will be the starting quarterback week one and not a guy that they took with the third pick of the draft not too long ago on Trey Lance, Jeremy? Yeah, so Purdy's got the inside track on the job, you know, assuming he can play. And that's their goal right now. They would like for him to play week one. They believe he's training in the right direction. So training camp will be a true determining factor. They could take it slowly with him. Um, with elbow injuries, you just don't want to risk anything. Yeah, It's a serious injury. But, you know, I feel like he can get out there and take snaps and start to progress. Um, I'm fascinated to see what happens if he's not ready week one because, you know, talking to a lot of teams, they're really intrigued by Sam Darnold. Like, they believe he could play meaningful snaps for this team, that he's not just a throw-in. They gave him some decent money. And this is a player that a lot of teams still see having untapped potential despite all he's been through. Give it the right system, right coach. Maybe he can get it done. So that that would leave maybe a battle between Trey Lance and Sam Darnold for that kind of 1A or 2 spot. Uh, now, Trey Lance is a complete wild card right now. You know, I think he's had some good moments in OTAs from what I've heard, but we just have not seen enough to really know what he can do. It's just impossible to project. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman, in for Greeny. DeAndre Hopkins, what is the disconnect between what Hopkins views himself as right now and how teams view him financially at the moment? Well, at this point, I do believe Hopkins is reasonable. I don't think he's looking just for some massive deal. You know, it's early June. Um, you know, he's on, he's on the back nine as far as age. And I do think, and talking to teams, they agree with this, that when Odell Beckham did his deal with Baltimore, that really dashed any hopes of a trade with Arizona. Because he got $15 million guaranteed, incentives up to 18 where Hopkins is thinking, hey, I'm more productive than Odell, and I'm more durable. So it's hard to take less than that. So that was sort of the problem. Uh, but now, you know, he's at the mercy of what he can get market-wise. And so if teams aren't willing to, to spend that, then he's either got to wait a little longer, or I, I think he's going to take some free agent visits at some point, and I don't think he's on a very uh, – firm deadline to get something done like he could wait even closer to training camp if he wants uh, but the, i do believe there's enough interest out there uh that he'll have a decent contract how concerned if you're a raiders fan should you be about the quarterback situation in las vegas well it's concerning you know i talked to somebody over there who said you know their understanding is that they'll be ready for training camp uh, i don't know what date that is or what exact day he would be out there or ready to go it's still hard to project but like they knew going into the, the deal, once he got the surgery, that he should be uh, ready to play a full season. So, But a lot's going to depend on how he heals up and you know when he shows up. And it's I, The team really did nothing else around him to uh, have a contingency plan. Like, like Their actions tell us that they feel pretty comfortable with him playing this year. But, but, you know, they drafted Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round and signed Brian Hoyer. That's not really enough to have starting – 
caliber quarterbacks ready to go. So that tells me that he should be fine. Uh, but it, you know, the timing was, was definitely weird and, and hard to figure out. Jeremy, great stuff. Appreciate the time. Hey, anytime, guys. Thanks again. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. It took them about eight seconds uh-huh. to get the picture of me with your fedora Only eight up seconds? on social media. Only eight? I thought that would yeah. happen sooner than that. You know the cast that we work with here. Yes. <laughs> Not only is it up on social media, it is next to me on our wall in the studio. Already? <laughs> it's right there. Good Lord, Cam. <laughs> is, it next, is it next to the picture of – there it is. There it is, is right it next there. to the picture of – uh, of me yes. with the subhead down below, Christine Lisi. Yes. <laughs> Poor Christine. It should have said Christine Lisi's biggest fan. <laughs> yes. Anytime you're here, I've seen those treats. You have quickly. already printed it out and I put know. it on the wall. Bubba is uh, the devil works hard, but Bubba works harder. <laughs> at ESPN Radio yes. and at Chris Carter. Wow! You can see that Not a zooming Twitter. in on it to see the chill the just camera never work ends. Is I wouldn't zoom in today. too far. You don't really have <laughs> the, to. The chill just never ends with this show and the oh people my behind God. it. <laughs> I give you credit for being, you know brave and putting yourself out there. It doesn't look like it's real. It just looks no. like it's, it's, it's like, a, you know, uh, it looks like a cartoon yeah, like, art. Yeah, it, exactly. it looks like it was Photoshopped, Photoshopped onto on. my head. Exactly. It may as, it may as well have been. <laughs> it's greeny on ESPN radio. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing your relationships, your skills, your customer base? How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. Earlier today on Greeny. It took them about eight seconds uh-huh. to get the picture of me with your fedora Only eight up seconds? on social media. 
Only eight? I thought that would yeah. happen sooner than that. You know the cast that we work with here. Not only is it up on social media, it is next to me on our wall in the studio. Already? <laughs> it's right there. The devil works hard, but Bubba works harder. <laughs> at ESPN Radio yes. and at Chris Carter. Wow. Not a zooming in on it to see the chill the just camera never work ends. Is I wouldn't zoom in today. too far. It doesn't look like it's real. It looks like a cartoon <laughs> yeah, like art. Yeah, it, exactly. it looks like it was photoshopped, photoshopped onto on. my head. Exactly. <laughs> it, may as, it may as well have been. And it took him about another eight seconds to bring that back because that was like five minutes ago. I know. <laughs> Boy, some friends. Uh, <laughs> I never said they were friends. That's true. <laughs> Freddie Coleman, Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Want to get to your calls here in just moments. Lines are open now on the Miami Heat. Can they legitimately win this series and win a championship? And when you look at dynasties in sports, are they actually a good thing? Okay. But speaking of a good thing, line up the calls now. We'll get to you here in the next five minutes. Over the weekend, the internet remains undefeated. So this was apparently going on during game one. Uh, We know what an amazing crew Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, yep. Mark Jackson are. They're so good together. Mm-hmm. Jeff will say anything at any time. And Mark is so analytical in saying virtually anything at any time. Right. Right. So awfulannouncing.com <laughs> had this, it's not a story, but just a collection of memes with fake dialogue <laughs> from the broadcast between. Brain, Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson. Again, uh-huh. these are fake. These are things that the internet was making up. Right. But it's amazing. <laughs> when you told me about that this morning, I said, how did I miss this this weekend? Here, here's an example. Okay. All right. Mark Jackson, Duncan Robinson bringing the heat from around the corner like Pacino. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> I was in a situation like De Niro was once where I had to walk out on a woman to avoid the law. I often think about the life we could have had. Breen, butler for three. (laughs) When you told me about that, I was like, wait a minute. And I I was just stunned, number one, that awful announcing. I shouldn't be stunned they come up with these kind of things. But the fact that everybody just chimed in with everything, oh, it just never ended. I, I want to read some more. This is Go ahead. so good. Go right ahead. Van Gundy. And another thing I'd change is, if you order soup at a restaurant, they should have to make it fresh. No more of these containers where they've been made earlier in the day and kept warm. Breen. Murray's shot is good. Denver by 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a couple more. Uh, Ryan Burkhart chimed in with this one. Uh-huh. Mark Jackson, I'm telling you, Monica and Rachel could have never afforded such a nice support apartment on their wages. Van Gundy, I've never spoken about it publicly, but in 1990, I hit a drifter from the passenger side of a car with a drive-by lawn dart. Breen, Jokic to inbound. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. Oh, I got tears in my eyes. I need man. one more at least. Yeah, oh, me too. All right. well, the Woody Harrelson one at the end is great. All right, let me okay. see if I can find that, that one. one. Oh, I got tears uh, in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Okay. I'll give you a couple more because I just have to laugh a little bit Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Van Gundy. You know what movie I finally watched? The Irishman. No, wait. I streamed it. No, I binged it. 
Can you binge movies? It's a long movie. Jackson, you know what movie is underrated? Monopoly the board game. Breen, Murray misses a free throw. <laughs> See, this is what happened. You ended up being undefeated. Oh. These are one of these moments right here. Oh, my what, God. Right it here. It is so good. Oh, my um, Where is that? I, I'm looking for that other one. Yeah. That you were just talking about. Which one was it, Cam, that about you wanted? Woody Harrelson. Oh, the Woody Harrelson The one. last two on the, I think, are some of the best when the, the Garfield Lasagna one and then Van Gundy choking. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I haven't heard these yet, by the way. So I, 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 I've got the Harrelson one right here. here. Uh, Mark Jackson. To me, Woody Harrelson is an underrated performer. He has range and nuance akin to some of the great actors of his time. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. In 1980, my mother caused a small kitchen fire in our house trying to cook a meatloaf. Mike Breen. <laughs> that'll be an offensive foul. <laughs> Here's the last one. Okay. Mark well, Jackson. You cannot feed Garfield lasagna. He is a cat. <laughs> Jeff- <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. In 1994, I choked on a curly fry at an Arby's in Toledo. I was legally dead for seven minutes. It was the last time I felt joy. I cursed the paramedics that brought me back. Mike Breen, Jokic for two. Jokic for two. I was surprised that no one had come up with any bangs in there for Mike, for Mike uh, Breen. There were one or two. I mean, yeah. there were a few out there that were really, really good. But, I mean, like wow. that, that was just... Uh, that one was probably the best one. I choked on a curly fry at an Arby's in Toledo. Yeah, and I died for seven minutes. It was the happiest I'd ever been. Why did they bring me back? Jokic for two. Uh, Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio in for Greeny. We think. I'll tell you what. The, the internet, God bless. Like stuff like oh, that man. that pops up. And, yeah. and here's the thing. Like all of those things you could virtually see them saying. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Especially Van Gundy. Oh, no question. No question. Any moment. I remember I interviewed him yeah. uh, at a basketball camp, and we're talking about basketball. It's just normal. Uh-huh. And then uh, I knew he was a big Met fan at the time. Right. And this was like 2012, 2013. And Jose Reyes won the batting title in the last day of the year. Oh, yeah. He bunted in the first inning, mm-hmm. bunt base hit, then came out of the game. Mm-hmm. And I asked Jeff about it. It was a 20-minute soliloquy <laughs> on what was wrong with Jose Reyes Chris for doing it. sitting down. He's crossing his oh, legs. You knew you were going to be so there for a good. while. So good. So good. Because you know it goes against everything he stands for. Oh, absolutely. Donovan is up next on ESPN Radio. Donovan, what's going on, bud? Hey, what's going on? Hey, with the Heat, they could win this series, man. Just make Yokies do everything. Let them average, what, 30 points and 13 rebounds, but cut off the assist lanes. Have Jimmy Butler check. You know, uh, Jamal Murray. And let's see if Michael Porter Jr. or KCP can win, win the game for him. Because with the Heat, and look, they got uh, they got Tyler Hero coming best. Well, they got shooters everywhere, man. They just got to be consistent. With, well, this uh, is what's interesting. Players. There's a couple of things in there, Donovan, that you brought up. Number one, Tyler Hero coming back. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very curious to see how they employ him. It's going to yep. be off the bench. It's yep. going to be when they need some offense because Absolutely. they know he's going to get targeted defensively. But secondly, you can draw up that strategy and just say it's simple. Mike Malone is going to have some adjustments so that Jokic is going to be able to pass the ball and be uh, more effective in terms of assists. And also, the guys got to do a better job of getting into better spots because I thought at times, especially when Michael Porter Jr. was guarded by Kevin Love, that he got too much one-on-one, and when Kevin Love was able to wall him off, then his confidence really sunk lower. So you're exactly right. Michael Malone's going to let it be known. said, so you see the way we play in the first three quarters of game one? Mm. Go back to that because we know that worse compared to what we did not do in game two. 
Let's hit Ruben up next on ESPN Radio at 888-SAY-ESPN. Ruben, what's going on, bud? Hey, man, the Heat. The Heat has shown, I mean, well, this first, let's don't get this twisted. This, the players are on the court and they're playing, but this is a chess match between coaches. And Post and Sposter just put old boy in check, and he let the Heat know that, hey, look, everybody keeps talking about, down about the Heat, and we could beat this team. This is over in six, bro. This is over in six. The Heat are going to win wow. the series in six. That's what you're saying. Yeah, wow. that's what he said. He, he wasn't saying it. He said it. Listen. He, he, he told it. <laughs> you can – I understand this, okay? And I understand that I, to a degree, am being foolish okay. by saying they're not going to win this series. Okay. I did this last year. They're not going to win this series continuously, and they ended up in Game 7 of the Conference Finals. This year, they are now in the NBA Finals. This is not about the Heat not being a good team. Yep. It's not about the Heat culture not being real. It absolutely is. I'm buying into all of it. But they're not as good of a team as the Denver Nuggets. And if I still had to choose, I would absolutely pick the Nuggets without equivocation. I, series going six? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think the next two games are split. Okay. But I think from there, yeah. you've got Denver going to take control in game five. Okay. And they will not allow the Heat to get them to a game seven. Well, I'll say this, and I'm with you. I think the Nuggets win it in six. I'm not going to back off of that. But based on what I've seen with the Miami Heat, I don't put anything past them, number one. They have more than a 50-50. They have a 50-50 chance to win this series, in my opinion. But if it gets to a game seven, I want to see how the Denver Nuggets handle that. because We know the Heat will be comfortable. Absolutely. And the Denver Nuggets have never been there in terms of game seven, NBA Finals on their home court. I want to see how they handle all that and everything that comes with it. I'm not saying they can't. I just want to see how they handle it. Chris Carlin, Freddie Coleman in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. Jeff up next on ESPN Radio. Jeff, what do you got, bud? Hey, man, that was too funny. <laughs> you guys need to give a warning before that one, okay? <laughs> you almost drove off the road, didn't I you? Had to, I, had to, I had to pull over. <laughs> we didn't mean I to. Would never look at, I would never look at them guys the same way again when they do commentary. Exactly. Here's another one. Mark Jackson, with all due respect, he seems like the type to have a fish as a pet. Jeff Van Gundy, yeah. And if I had a time machine, I'd go back to the 80s and bring back a lifetime worth of gas. <laughs> Breen, Kevin Love makes the second <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. See, Adam. You, you can't be in your car with those things. No, you yet. can't. I'm sorry about that. Adam on ESPN Radio is next. Adam, what do you got? Hey, I just think uh, for game three, Nuggets definitely turn around. Uh, Jokic went in. Played Durant, what had 50 points. They lose, and Phoenix come back to Denver, and they turned it up. Uh, I guarantee you, Michael Porter's got to turn this something back on. Uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray did not look the same. I say Nuggets in five, winning in Denver. Well, it's adjusting to what they did to Murray because they did everything they could to take Murray away mm-hmm. in the game. He finished with 18, but it wasn't it wasn't an impactful 18 it was points not. Yep. at all. And yep. and they mixed it up defensively against him too. The zone, I know there's been a lot of talk about the Heat playing the zone. It more than did its job. It was fine. It wasn't, you know, stopping them completely like right. the Celtics who acted like they had never seen a zone before. Right. But it, it was good enough. And if you're Denver, the way you can attack a zone, you put Jokic in the middle. 
because then everybody here is going to have to gravitate towards him because are you going to risk that he's going to get the ball in the middle of that zone and then he can turn around, he can hit a 10, 15-footer and knock that and lace that in his sleep. So if you put him in the middle of that zone, then Miami has to honor him because then he's going to make it an easier play for him. If they, if they keep him out of the middle of that zone, Chris, then that makes it even harder for the Denver Nuggets to try to match up and get the kind, the kind of shots they need against that Miami zone. Let's get Kyle up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Kyle, what's going on? Yes, first of all, I'm, uh, I like the show. It's a fantastic show. Thank you. I think Miami have a chance. If they get to the three-throw line, take, take charge from the Denver, they will make it through the, through the playoff, through the final games. Look, uh, I, I think that Miami has a chance, but not much of a – if I had to put a number. I was going to say, what, what percentage would you put on that? That's what I want to know. 20%. I was thinking 25. I didn't think it'd be higher than that. For yeah, me. 20, 20% chance to win this series. Okay. It was a great performance last night, and I was not at all surprised that they were going to win. Yeah. I, I thought they would win, Freddie. Uh-huh. But, but now, I know who the better team here is. No, and I, I'm just the, counting on that yeah, happening. Yeah, the better team individually. That does not mean they'll be a better team collectively if they no. don't change their attitude. No, I understand, but I, I, I think the Nuggets – and Michael Malone are a lot different than the Boston Celtics are. Oh, absolutely. They were, the Celtics were lost in the wilderness at times against them. That was not the case, and I think we both know they didn't play at all well in Game 1. This PSA for the Denver Nuggets, do not lose Game 3. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.